Good morning, it's Friday, August 19th, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. U.S. says Syria leader must step down. Stocks fall anew on debt worries and the economy. And unlikely echo of Gandhi marshals Indians ire. In today's national headlines, U.S. to erase deportations of young people and Arizona clinics to end abortions in three cities. In today's business headlines, U.S. bank stocks fall on anxiety about Europe. File disposal still an issue for SEC and archivists, and Hewlett-Packard plans to focus on services for business. There will be more business stories, along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, U.S. Says Syria Leader Must Step Down. The United States and several of its major allies on Thursday called on Syria's President Bashar al-Assad to give up power. The carefully choreographed announcements came after months of popular protest and increasingly deadly reprisals that the United Nations Commissioner for Human Rights said amounted to crimes against humanity by the Syrian authorities. President Obama, who had faced criticism for not acting more assertively, ordered the freezing of all Syrian assets within American jurisdiction, banned imports of Syrian oil, and barred American citizens from having any business dealings with the Syrian government, which the administration once courted in the hopes of improving relations. He called on other countries to impose their own sanctions, focusing on Syria's oil and gas industry, and European leaders suggested those were now under consideration. The ultimate effect of the chorus of international condemnation and sanctions remains to be seen, and the United States and its allies risked highlighting their relative powerlessness to alter events inside Syria. But their decision to turn up the pressure substantially could have a profound psychological effect on a government that has survived for decades by retrenching during crises and manipulating relations in the region, from Turkey to Israel, Lebanon to Iran, to keep itself relevant if not admired. Diplomatically, at least, Syria now appears more isolated than at any other time in the 41 years that Assad or his father, Hafez, has led the country. It was Obama's first explicit call for the Syrian leader to resign, and it came after weeks of divisions within the administration and mounting criticism from many in Congress, advocates of Syrian democracy, and others, that the United States and other nations had responded too tepidly to the violent suppression of protests that have swept Syrian cities for five months. It also followed behind-the-scenes diplomatic maneuvering in which Turkey took the lead in an unsuccessful effort to persuade Assad to halt the violence. We have consistently said that President Assad must lead a democratic transition or get out of the way, Obama said in a written statement released Thursday morning after coordination with allies in Europe. He has not led. For the sake of the Syrian people, the time has come for President Assad to step aside. Almost simultaneously, Prime Minister David Cameron of Britain, President Nicolas Sarkozy of France, and Chancellor Angela Merkel of Germany issued a joint statement urging Assad to face the reality of the complete rejection of his regime by the Syrian people and to step aside in the best interest of Syria and the unity of its people. Canada made a similar appeal, as did the European Union. The United Nations Human Rights Office in Geneva issued a damning 22-page report 
that concluded that Syrian government forces might have committed crimes against humanity by carrying out summary executions, torturing prisoners, and harming children.